Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. G'day and welcome once again to Profitable Farmer. I hope you're all incredibly well um, and enjoying this new year. I'm um, excited this session to introduce and speak with three of our FOA team in our general manager, Sam Johnson, in one of our head coaches and community managers, David Westbrook, who you've heard from already, and with Sam Pincott, who's one of our um, farm business accountability coaches within FOA. We've all just been lucky enough to have three days getting our FOA community together. So some 300 farm farming business owners from all around Australia convening on a retreat up on the sunny coast. Just had an incredible few days. So I thought what better opportunity following such an incredible experience just to connect and debrief on some of the entrepreneurial and significant trainings that we all got to enjoy and that our community got to receive. So um, Sam Johnson first, welcome. Thanks, Hutch. Great to be here. And it was amazing to have our community together again after um, some challenges with COVID last year, but uh, a brilliant event and just the energy that everyone left with was incredible. Thanks, Sam. Westy, g'day, mate. Welcome back to Profitable Farmer. And, and what's your reflection on the, the few days we've just had? G'day, Hutch, and uh, g'day to all the listeners. Great to be back on here and, and chatting with you, Hutch. Um, Far out, what an, an amazing event. And, and like Sam said, it's just great to have everyone back together um, and kick 2022 off to uh, to a great start. Yeah, absolutely, Westy. Sam Pincott, welcome, mate. Great having you on Profitable Farmer. And, and perhaps um, one of your first deep dive conferences with our Platinum Mastermind community. Um, compared to other conferences you might have attended, how do you reflect on the one you've just experienced? Yeah, thanks, Hutch. Great to be here. Um, well, what an amazing few days. I'm still buzzing, to be honest. Um, I haven't been to anything quite like that before um, with the emphasis that was uh, expressed to the deep dive and uh, the energy that everybody uh, displayed and the vulnerability that was showed. It was um, just seriously impressive. Yeah, thanks, Sam. So um, just for a bit of context, um, in my last two podcasts, I interviewed Ben Taylor and Jack Owen and they shared their experience moving through our Take Control program. We have 150 farm businesses moving through our three-year Platinum Mastermind program, which really is like an MBA on steroids for farming families. Part of that program is that we get them together three times a year at conferences that we call Deep Dots. And there's nine learning modules that we take people through over a three-year period at those deep dives. This one was focused in on mindset and getting your head right um, and moving from technician and thinking like a technician to thinking like a true leader and a true CEO um, and explore deeply the constructs of what holds us back, um, how to define what it is that we want in life and take real control of that and how to get our head right so that we can be at our best and really enjoy the journey. I'm going to throw to our general manager first in Sam Johnson. Sam, um, what were some of your key takeaways from what was covered and what was shared over the last few days? It was just a really great reminder, Hutch, um, that a business will never outgrow its its leader. So um, 
you know, the first place to start with any business, particularly if you're feeling like your business is stagnated or stuck a little bit, is to look at yourself and and work on what is it that I might be doing that's um, that's holding this business back, and how do we how do we make the shift we need to make to um, allow us to move forward? So. Now, that was that was brilliant, and um, the other key takeaway is that really our businesses are not here to control us. We're they're here to give us what we want in life. So, you know, the first step is to set down and be clear what it is that we want out of our lives for our families, um, and to enjoy that journey every day, uh, and then structure our businesses up to deliver that for us. Two really significant points there, Sam. Thank you. I love that construct that a business will never outgrow its owner or its leader. And if you stop and think about that for a moment, guys, um, our success is absolutely determined by how much we invest in our own development. And a lot of us have done technical training in this industry, but not many of us have learned the personal development piece and the mindset piece that really does help us um, get ourselves right so that we can arrive and achieve more and better for our farms and our family. Sam Pincott, do you have a comment on that? How much technical training out is there out there and, and how different was what you've just experienced in that learning around entrepreneurship and mindset? Yeah, look, I, we discuss this a lot um, with different members and people at the Deep Dive Hutch. Um, I think we all have. I've certainly done a lot of technical conferences and training um, over my career. But I've never been to something where there is such emphasis on mindset, um, and that's the big difference. Um, and I think you know there's a lot of shifts that people were making by the end of the deep dive um, that had experienced that before, or, or it was their first time. But um, it's something the program I think makes the program really unique, and uh, it's just so valuable. Love that it's the foundation piece of all nine modules. And I think Greg Johnson framed this up well, guys, that this is the base level module. This is the foundational one that, that once we get our mindset right, then we can start adding different constructs like financial literacy and strategic planning and optimization and team and all the other models. But, Westy, for you, why is the mindset piece so important? Uh, like Sam covered off, Sam Johnson covered off, um, yeah, we, the business can't outgrow its leader. Um, so the more we put in, uh, in into ourselves and into our own personal growth, the more success we can have. And I think um, some of those lessons around, well, Farm Owners Academy, I guess, teaches or helps people realise their dreams. We, we sort of talk to that. We help farmers realise their dreams. And what that means is actually most people will, will logically think where they can get, and that's just through their their life experiences and and how they've been sort of brought up through through life and all the layers and and beliefs that they've sort of learned over that time. And um, I guess this training and and these lessons help us think bigger, help us realise who we really want to be, and give us the belief and inspiration that we can be that person. Um, through so many different, the mindset piece is actually really hard to explain in, until you dive into it. But it is, it's incredibly exp- inspiring, um, and it allows us to, to realise those dreams and then put the um, put the doubts aside. A lot, a lot of um, self doubts is limiting beliefs. People telling you you can't do that, you can't do that, but sort of shrugging that off, breaking the chains, and um, absolutely going for life. Thanks, Westy. Yeah, Sam Johnson, what is it that you think holds people back? I mean, we talk about needing to focus in and do deeper work around our mindset, but what is that and what what holds people back from 
achieving perhaps at the level that they think they, they might be pot, pot, or capable of? I think Westy was sort of alluding to it there and, you, you know, you might be getting input from others around you that you can't do things. But even more importantly to that is the story that we're telling ourselves. So if you're out there saying it's hard to recruit or I can't recruit good people or I can't keep good people or, you know, I have no control in my business or, you know, the, you know I'm not good at this, um, if that's the mindset that you turn up with, then that will be your reality. That That will come true. It's very hard to break out of that. So flipping that that and being able to say, oh, I am a great leader and, you know, great people are, are coming to me and, you know, I can have everything I want in my business or I can work less and make more money. Starting with those beliefs is is what allows everything else to, to manifest in your life. So um, until you get that right, really, um, you know, you, you're just going to end up achieving those beliefs that you have set down for yourself or you'll, you'll fulfil those beliefs that you've set down for yourself. Thanks, Sam. So, Sam Pincott, anything to add there? What, and I, I find it fascinating that often we're just on autopilot, aren't we? And, um, you know, we've got all, all these. and It's been kind of proven, I think, that we have some something like 50,000 thoughts that we say about ourselves by ourselves um, that are subconscious in nature. So as you say, Sam Johnson, limiting beliefs around our ability, around our um, confidence, um, around our results. Um, so many of us are leaving those left unchecked. And to stop for a moment and check in on some of those beliefs that we have that we might have inherited from prior generations or picked up along the way and actually challenging them and replacing them is a really important process. Sam, with our 300-odd farm business owners in the room, um, what was coming up for you as you watched them, you know, explore that perhaps for the first time and, and what were some of the limiting beliefs that people were realising that um, weren't necessarily true in reality? Yeah, Hutch, there was, there was a pretty common conversation I was involved with around exactly what Sam Johnson was just talking about in that, you know, we attract what we want, but we also attract what we don't want. Um, and so many of us have been stuck in that latter part of that conversation. Um, and Sam's example of, of recruiting is a prime one that um, is pretty constant. So for people to be able to have the ability now to hopefully flip that uh, mindset around, flip the switch um, and really focus on what their intentions are and, and what they're wanting to achieve, um, they'll start to see great things come to them. Yep. And there are so many, aren't there? As you said, Sam Johnson, I've got to work hard to make money. You know, the only way that you can get ahead in farming is to be the hardest working bloke. You know, I won't have the respect of my team if I'm not in the paddock working with them. Um, money's hard to come by. Um, money's outside or our success is outside of our control. There are so many limiting beliefs that we have. And to those listening, um, one of the exercises we worked through was a contrasting exercise. And I think, you know, I've talked about this before, but without up, there's no down. And without darkness, there's no light. So there's real power in doing a contrasting exercise. And to identify your beliefs first is a really important process. So what are all the things you don't want and what are all the things that you say um, that might be a limiting belief? If you can get all of that down on a piece of paper and then explore the opposite of that and then give the opposite of that, which is what you deeply want, real focus and attention every day, 
then as Sam Pincott alluded to, your ability to manifest that and have that come into your life, I think, in my experience, increases exponentially. Westy, what would you add to that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really a really cool exercise and it's not an exercise that we allow, generally allow ourselves to do as farmers. It's sort of, um, we, we just don't go there generally. Um, and I think the mindset piece, so when, and, and we had a graduation ceremony there, Hutch, and we, we can go into a little bit more about some of those lessons shortly, but um, one of the things that people say they get the most out of it is, is the mindset piece. Um, and I've been thinking about this for a long time because every, everyone says that it's a huge, huge part of um, everyone's success, that personal growth bit. But ultimately what I think it is, it's, it's giving ourselves permission to be a better person. It's giving ourselves permission to, um, to dive in a little bit deeper. Um, and and the, the foundation that this community gives us externally as well, we can, we can go a little bit deeper inside of ourselves, but we can also express ourselves. We've got permission in this community to express ourselves and ask for help, ask questions on a, on a personal level that we don't necessarily know the answers for. Um, so some of those exercises that we did around um, going, going back, going back to that 10-year-old kid when, when we were a 10-year-old kid um, and, and just checking in with that person and just saying, you know what, it's everything's going to be all right, everything's going to work out for us and, and helping um, connect with who we were and looking at that journey that we've, we've been on over the last however old you are, 10, 20, 30, 40 years um, and more, and then um, just finding gratitude in everything that we've done um, and then just sort of, yeah, having a, having a massive positive outlook on on the rest of our life and, and what we've got that's ahead of us um, and just taking ownership of that and just saying, you know what, I don't have to be working ridiculously hard. I don't have to be stuck doing this. I don't really enjoy this, but I feel like you just believe that that's who you are and that's where you've got to be. But the reality is we can just open up and, and absolutely go for go for gold. Westy, you've been through this process. You've been through the program. You're an alumni member and now a coach with us. What were some of the mindset shifts and the beliefs that you had to let go of to move from being a um, overworked, burnt-out technical farmer um, stuck in your business doing the work of your business to being or having that freedom farm and, and truly being at the helm of a growth company? What were some of the mindset shifts that you had to make? Uh, there's a few there, Hutch. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. I think, um, and I've, I'm pretty sure I've spoken about this before, but being open to the training, so coming into to the, this program and, and through any of our programs, you, you learn the concepts. Um, I didn't get them, to be honest with you. Like some of them I didn't get, but I had to be open to it. So some of this mindset stuff, so many people are close to it, but you're never going to be able to, you're never going to learn it if you're close to it. So just that difference between being open-minded and closed-minded, just be open to everything. If someone is talking to you about even, even COVID, there's so many conversations at the moment around COVID and, and different beliefs around it. Don't have a, you don't have an opinion until you've heard someone else's opinion. If someone else is sharing something with you, be open to what they're sharing, actually listen and it, all through farming, if someone tells you that you don't have to work hard and you can make more money, and you, you might be sceptical of that, but just be open to that. And, and I guess being open-minded to anything and understanding that anything's possible um, was is step one. Um, and then sort of asking those questions, what do I need to do? Where do I need to spend my time? And slowly breaking down all parts of my business over time. So the first one, one of the first ones for me was, how can I get all this work done without putting a head torch on and going out fencing at nighttime. I, I couldn't see how I couldn't do that. 
um, but then through slowly implementing all the lessons and um, and it, it, it all worked out. But the big one was the mindset was believing, first of all, that I could actually do that and I could take responsibility myself. No one else was going to change it for me. I had to take responsibility to um, to make that decision, to make it happen. And the results speak for themselves, Westy, don't they? Yeah, very, very, very lucky, Hutch. There's, it all fell into place. One of the things that I got a whole other level of insight on, guys, was the importance of being focused. And I love that magnifying glass theory that if you hold a magnifying glass in one place for long enough, you can light a fire. But if you just move it around once or twice, you've got no ability to really get an effect. Um, how important, Sam Johnson, is um, the construct of focusing our effort and our energy on one course until completed compared to as entrepreneurs and as business owners bouncing around between multiple enterprises or on-farm, off-farm, multiple committees, um, community groups, all those things. Um, so many of our clients, when they start with us, have so many balls in the air. How important is it to actually review that and, and look for ways to become more and more focused? Probably one of the biggest things that we would see, Hutch, with people coming into our program is that... Um, that they just need to slow down a little bit and, and pick the things that really drive results in their business and, and in their lives. And, um, you know, a lot of what we spend our time doing is helping people just get clarity on what it is that they want and what are those two to three things a quarter that are going to move them towards their goals and and just keeping your energy on that and and looking at that every, every day and every week and um, making sure that all of the effort and energy in your business is moving towards those goals rather than, as you say, the scattergun approach. Um, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the busyness or the shiny object or the new opportunity and particularly as become more open to this sort of stuff, you'll find that there's opportunities everywhere and um, they continually show up and it gets it's easy to get distracted by those. So, yeah, just focusing on what is the next thing for our business and, and getting that completed is um, just so critical. And Pincott, did you have any insights there around the importance of, of focusing and has that sort of been true to you in your focus with Holbrook Paddock Eggs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hutch and I, I'm seeing it a lot with other members too that have come in to the program um, probably in a real state of chaos. Uh, they've got multiple enterprises going on and um, just trying to choose and get some clarity around what is the best path and where the focus needs to be. It's certainly taking some time, but it is so important for us. Um, absolutely. In our business, when we made the decision to to really grow and evolve Holbrook Paddock Eggs, um, we dropped off all the other enterprises and, and just kept that as our sole focus. And uh, I'm quite sure we wouldn't be where we are today if we had kept trying to juggle all those other balls that we had in the air at the time yeah well, so it re certainly resonates with me that one yeah time. Ab absolutely and it, it speaks to, I mean, touched on two points um firstly you've kind of got to unlearn before you learn the hardest part to learning and, and growing and getting better is to let go of what you think you know which is a comment you made Westy but also let go of some of those fears doubts limiting beliefs that we've touched on um and then to really focus, value one, value our energy and our effort and focus that on its highest payoff task. Sam Pincott, I want to fire a question at you. Do farmers value their time? Uh, look, I think it's how you, it's how they perceive they're valuing their time, Hutch, for me. Um, this uh, word busyness, like 
it's part of the conditioning a lot of farmers have grown up in, in that, you know, you've got to be busy, you've got to be working hard from sun up till sundown. And, um, but I think when you stop and I ask yourself what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how efficient you actually are, there's some pretty big gaps in that, in the answer, um, which, you know, there was another great line, I think, you know, said over the deep dive that 95% of our success is in our mind. So if we can just actually stop and pause and work out where we want to be and, and what things do look like at our 90-year-old story that we all did, um, yeah, we just need to drop out some of that busyness and be a bit clever. I'm just keen that we dig a little deeper on exactly that point, Sam Pincott. What's, um, what's your approach personally to um, staying in a good frame as a leader and, and to um, getting set up to make the most of every day? Do you have a, a ritual or a, an approach to looking after yourself and putting yourself first? Yeah, look, a big part for me is having built a team um, around me, getting the right people um, around me, both in our business and then um, on a personal level as well. So having, um, so I'm not the one that's doing all that busy day-to-day stuff. You know, those tasks still need to be done, but um, I couldn't keep doing it all myself. So um, primarily I had to employ or recruit and find the right people and, and really build that team. And that goes beyond just our, our day-to-day work team. It, you know, it involves um, all sorts of people, accountants, you know, coaches, um, just good support network around us. So, um, you know, for me, it's, it is, and I'm getting a lot out of this program too, Hutch, as far as morning routines and what we can do to set our day up, um, our week up, our, our month, our year, just through great, clever planning that doesn't just involve, you know, what fence needs to go up and let's just get into it and get get going. Yeah. Yep. Most of us get up and just get into work and we don't actually take that moment to, to find gratitude and appreciation or to focus on, you know, those goals that we're shooting for in life and and to, you know, you know, set down an intention for the day and, you know, to reconnect with our longer-term intention. So thanks, Sam, for that. Sam Johnson, you and I have done a Tony Robbins course not long before the conference that we just... Um, just got to enjoy what's your morning practice and and what's your approach to setting up to make the most of every day and to really value your time I I also ask that in the context that you've come out of an engineering firm and you've had a really senior leadership role in a large firm where that engineering firm trades time for money so I think you've got what it takes and you understand the concept of really valuing your time how do you set up each day and then how do you go about making sure that you're making the main thing in any given moment? So my morning rituals changed a little bit as um, Zach came along, so our son three years ago, changed things a little bit for me, but it used to be five, five days a week and um, about an hour and 15 minutes. So I'd, I'd get up, uh, head down the beach for a run in the mornings and then I'd meditate for between sort of 15 minutes and half an hour. Um, and then journal, and then um, start my day, plan my day. That was my my ritual for about six years. Then Zach came along and things changed. Um, so now it's um, it's three days a week. So I've just committed to less. So three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and I I commit to getting down the beach for a walk or out, outside for a walk at least. Sometimes I'll have a run, just depends what I feel like. Uh, half an hour. 
And then uh, when I sit down to my desk, I've got a um, 15-minute priming meditation that I do, um, which just gets me in the right state for the day. Um, and every day I plan plan my day and every week I plan my week. So that's that's key for me is that planning process. But that just helps me set up and, and stay in control and keep the main thing to be the main thing, Hutch. And where would you be without a practice like that when you started that years ago? What impact did it have? Uh, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to describe, but um, you just more energy um, and less. You, you don't get caught in in the you know the little things because you're so much more present with what's going on. Um, so yeah, it helps you stay really focused on on what you want and what's important to you rather than. Um, Rather than trying to, you know, chase everything and push harder and whatever else, it just it really just released me from that, which is where I was caught in the corporate space beforehand. Is just you know, it was a, it was a competition about who could work the hardest, and I think it's very similar in farming, in a lot of respects. But um, you're not sitting in an office with a whole heap of other people, so yeah, it just was a massive shift for me. Um, and as a leader you know, running a large team of people was just so important that I turned up in the right state of mind. Um, you don't appreciate how your team pick up on little things. Um, you know, if you've if you've had something go wrong in your day, um, that might be the only interaction you have with that person for the week. Or in my, my case, sometimes my team, I might only have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them once every few weeks. Um, you know, if you're not in the right frame of mind, that can completely derail them. So it's just so important that as a leader you turn up in the right way. I really appreciate you saying that. One of the things I really respect and admire about you, Sam, is just how careful you are with the words that you use. And I, I think to your point, um, our teams pick up on things and, you know, I always find that you're so constructive and so thoughtful and so positive and optimistic in your narrative and I think that absolutely rubs off on our team um, and definitely has an effect. So... Um, I wonder if um, that morning ritual, no doubt, no doubt it supports that. But, yeah, absolutely, I appreciate the way you turn up to our team. Westy, elite sport, these disciplines and practices are what, you know, the Winter Olympics skiing champions do every morning before they go for training so they make the most of their time, you know, getting ready for a major competition or a major event our footy players rugby players netballers you know everyone you know we saw Ash Barty at the tennis and you know Nadal talk about the fact that they don't travel anywhere without a number of coaches around them and without really in-depth support on getting their mind right before they go about their practice um is yeah, what's what's your experience of that in elite sport and it is relevant isn't it to farmers as it is to all business owners, right? Absolutely. It's actually, it's it's no different really. Um, I just think that for some reason we settle for what we've got um, and that is those limiting beliefs. We, we just settle for our life for what it is now and we settle for being busy and we settle for not having much money and we settle for um, not being able to expand the farm or, or whatever everyone's limits are. Everyone, everyone's got some sort of limits on their life, whether it's personal health or or business or social, um, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, and we don't have to, obviously, the health side of it. Um, there are some things that we we can't sort of 
um, negotiate or, or uh, are non-negotiable. Um, but the reality is we can take full ownership of our life. Um, and, and Sam Pincock talked about the exercise we did um, about a 90-year-old looking back on our life and, and, and what legacy we've sort of we've left. Um, the trouble is instead of looking from a 90 back to, to where we are now and, and mapping it out from, from the end looking back, we're here today, we're reacting to what comes up, we're reacting to the phone calls, the breakdowns, the busyness, the, the, the employee leaving or whatever it might be, we're reacting, reacting, reacting. But if we can get out further and look back at what we really want our life to be, we can go and start to make some changes and make sure we take ownership and, and, and live that life. And I think just to, to put a bit, bit of a different twist on that morning routine and, and planning and setting your day up, I like to look at it as, as a frequency. So like a, like a radio transmitter, we all have a frequency. And if you're, um, if you're down or, or flat, whatever it is, your frequency is low and you're going to attract things into your life at that same frequency. So if Sam Johnson, like he said, if he rocks up to a conversation to someone and his frequency is low, it's going to have an impact on the person that he's speaking to. The, the other way to look at it is like a, everyone's got a light so if your frequency is higher, you, you've got your spotlights on, you're, you're shining a really bright light out there. Um, so it's just a really good question to ask yourself, how bright is my light right now? Is, is, what I'm, is my attitude and my, um, my actions, am I, am I dull or am I bright? And you're going to attract um, that sort of life, if that makes sense. You're gonna, and you're going to have a massive impact. So we talk about morning routines and, and why they're so important to win your day essentially what you're doing is you're just raising your vibration you're raising your frequency so going for a run having a good breakfast doing some journaling journal gratitude so um you're bringing emotion so that the the bit before frequency is emotion so how, how are you actually feeling are you feeling worn out are you feeling burnt out are you feeling puffed? are you feeling flat what do you need to do to to switch that first one is decide decide that you're not going to be flat or down or, or um, have, a, have a, a low vibration. You want to raise your feeling and, and what makes you feel good, um, go and do that. So you can attack every single day, rock up to every single conversation, every, every meeting, every, every job on the farm with a high vibration. So let's talk about the law of attraction. Again, not something that's probably often talked about at a local pub, but you know, I think we've all had an experience of this working. And I love that Tracy shared those 21 sort of energy levels that we can move through from anger and frustration, you know, through doubt up to, you know, contentment to pure joy and abundance and, and love at the, the highest. Now, it was really interesting to rate where we spend most of our time and then to look at how we can raise our vibration. I love how you just framed that. And it's true that we, you know, we are all energy. And um, everything in life is so much more metaphysical than it is physical. But so many of us just live in the physical world, Westy. Um, so your concept there that if I don't work on this, that it could well be that my frequency, and if we think about that radio frequency, is low. If I spend my life frustrated and burned out, that it's more likely that I'm going to attract things in my life that just amplify that. Whereas if I can actually go to work on some of these practices that we talked about, I can raise my, my, my vibration and play from joy, abundance, um, delight, um, happiness. And when I'm at that level, then the things that come into my life match with that and often are beyond our comprehension. 
Sam Johnson, what what's um, your key takeaway from the conference around how to raise, how we need to raise our vibration and how we need to make a conscious effort to look after the energy with which we're navigating life? So I learned this stuff um, from Robbo 10 years ago, Hutch, and when I first heard it, I was I thought, no way this this works and no way this is possible, but I tried it on anyway because um, I didn't have much to lose, right? So um, I figured a little bit of effort and I've watched this play out in my life over the last 10 years. Um, it truly does happen. So and even just late last year, um, Tully and I decided that we, you know, we've been been thinking about it for a quite a while that we, we wanted to move into a different house and that that was going to be, know somewhere where we'd want to raise our kids and whatever else and we kind of been talking about it but not we hadn't clearly set the intention that that's what we were going to do um after that tony robbins conference that you talked about hutch we sat down and had a good chat and um we set the intention that by the you know in the next year we were going to be clear on where we were going to live and whatever else two weeks later out of the blue someone came up to me and said we've got this property um, we were going to build our dream house here, but we've decided that we're not going to move there now. Um, would you like to buy it? Um, and so just amazing how how that just turned up, you know, two weeks after we set that intention, um, you know, got it for an incredible price and um, really looking forward to, to building our dream house there. But it's just, yeah, just incredible how that happens. Mm, it can happen instantly, can't it? Westy, we, we actually went through this process of people getting clarity and then while the event was happening, there were some um, major breakthroughs and major milestones arriving into some of our members' lives. Do you want to share the Mel and Tom story? Yeah, absolutely. So um, so one of their, their, their big, hairy, audacious goals, I suppose, that we, we set a little while ago when they were asking themselves, what do they really want out of life? They were, they were nailing aspects of business through um, implementing the lessons of the program. And um, they had put so much emphasis on their business that they'd sort of Previously, they sort of forgot about what they want personally, um, and and one of their big goals was to was to buy an apartment on the Gold Coast, um, which challenged them to around those beliefs that they could actually have that, um, and that was something that you do as a farmer. Um, and we were we were actually doing an exercise. Um, well, well, first of all, they were driving they were driving up to to the Gold Coast because their kids are at school there, um, and they weren't even really looking. And then I, I don't know the full story, Hutch, but some reason something popped up or a phone call come in or something and they went and had a look at this this place um, and it was perfect and it was full of people there's it was very competitive there's 30 or 40 people at the inspection um, and they sort of sat around and sat around had a chat with the the um, real estate agent they put an offer in and we were actually doing an exercise like a meditation exercise at the event um, and and Mel got a, a text message saying that they'd, they'd got the got the apartment in in that little 10 minute exercise so it was pretty incredible, um, and there was actually a few others um, around cattle sales and, and some big, some big financial numbers all, all coming through as well during the event. So that's um, it is pretty amazing. But you just, just got to be open. You got to be open to it. For me, this is just one of they call it the secret, and I think they call it the secret because once you learn to use this method in your favour, you can attract things into your lives that are and it can be beyond your wildest dreams. Um, it's 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 interesting. Sam Pincott, what's your take on um, raising your vibration and then calling on that construct of the law of attraction to achieve what it is that you want in life? Yeah, Hacha, I've spent a fair bit of time um, 
last week on thinking of from this um, side of things, even just as a parent um, with kids and watching what we've probably thought in the past of maybe some bad behaviour or poor decisions, but in natural fact, they're actually they're moving up the scale. Um, and I think once we're aware of that scale too, we can we can help support them in maybe a bit more of a holistic approach rather than just um, discipline on discipline that just gets them in a negative loop a lot of the time. But um, yeah, look, there's so many examples of uh, law of attraction and how it just has such positive influences. Um, it just it constantly just blows my mind. Um, and yeah, there's just so much to it. Yeah, there is. You know, for me on this, we've taken our farm back on this year and I thought it was going to take us two years to, you know, get it set up and firing. And as of January 1 when we took it on, I just threw quite a few intentions out there and Jane and I sort of sat down and we've done a lot of work. We put a lot of effort into, you know, looking at the different enterprise mix and those sorts of things. But a business partner's come into our lives who's an absolute expert on sheep genetics and sheep husbandry. Um, 2,000 merinos have landed in our lap that, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better base on which to build. We bought 16 rams that are, you know, going to springboard us. Um, we found two workmen effortlessly. They just turned up um, from a local town, a father and son team. And so we're looking at recruiting both of them in some capacity. Um, we've got a retired aircraft mechanic from the valley next door who's just arrived to help us renovate our home as a retirement project for him. We've got a retired policeman who's arrived into our lives to help us paint. Um, you know, I put out there the other day that I'd love to find a sheepdog and, you know, sure enough, first person I met at the conference was um, Michael Ryan, who's got a whole host of high-quality Kelpies that um, our kids have saved money to buy and we've got that underway. It just, it just, it just makes the whole, I think I've spent a lot of my life striving I guess is how I reflect and knowing this but not applying it. You know, I got it wrong for a long time where I thought that I needed to manufacture and try and force um, my success on the universe. But now that I get this, um, it just allows me personally to relax and just let things turn up and um, you're right, Westy, it all comes with raising your vibration and getting on a frequency that allows for this to play out. But then, guys, I just wouldn't mind touching on the construct of putting an intention out there, letting go of your attachment to that intention and just trusting that the universe or nature or your God or whatever it is is going to arrive that back into your lap when um, the time is right. Sam Johnson, would you mind speaking to that construct of throwing out an intention but, but letting go of the attachment to it? Yeah, I, so I think if we, there were two things on that, Hutch, I think if we um, only set goals based on knowing how to achieve them, um, you know, it's only an incremental step. So, you know, setting an intention for what we want, being confident that, you know, the, the how will present itself um, if we just keep working at it and looking and being open to it is, is the first step. And, um, you know, I think... For those of you who are sitting there thinking that you set an intention and then you sit on your couch and do nothing, it's, that's not what we're saying. Um, what we're saying is you need to stay in motion, you need to keep moving forward, but just let go of that. Um, let go of needing to control every aspect of how that comes into your life. Just be open to what might show up um, 
when you keep your focus on on what it is you want and what your intention is, but but keep moving forward in whatever direction it is you've set um, and enjoy that process really is what we're saying. Um, and, and keep looking for those opportunities that, that just may arrive and change your life completely. Hutch, I've got, Hutch, I've got an example of um, for myself where I, I'd put an intention out recruiting in the last quarter of last year and uh, I didn't realise I hadn't let go of the attachment and um, I was intenting, intenting consistently for about three months and in one of our check-ins with Tracy, I brought it up and she, she said, you just got to let it go, Sam. Like you put it out there, but by holding on to it, you just actually, all you're doing is attracting what you don't want. And um, I let it go. And two weeks later, we've got our absolute dream operations manager just arrived on the doorstep. So there's a lot to be said about um, letting go of that attachment. Letting go, just on just on letting go, it's an amazing story, Sam, because we, we, we set our goals, but then we still have a fear that we're not going to get them. So if you set your so what we're saying, what everyone's trying to say here for our listeners is when you're letting go, your or if you're not letting go, so you're setting the goal for a workman, but there's still a fear that it's not going to happen. You're attached to the outcome. It's a negative vibration. It's that negative frequency. So we've got to we've got to set goals from a good emotion, a good feeling. What 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 is going to what? How are you going to feel if you achieve that goal? And then you just let it go and say, you know what, that's gonna that's gonna rock up. That's gonna come to me at the right time and not come from a negative vibration of what if it doesn't happen? So it's a different concept for probably many of our listeners, but um, it is all based around the law of attraction and there are some great books if this does interest you. I love The Law of Attraction by Michael Lozier. L-O-S-I-E-R. We'll share that in the intro. And I also really value the book called The Keys to Living the Law of Attraction by Jack Canfield. And that book takes you through some really significant exercises like that contrasting exercise that I mentioned. So if that interests you, um, there's a couple of books um, that can really help you um, explore this fully and then go about you know, trying it on, as Sam said, and giving it a go and just seeing what happens. But um, what really impressed me, guys, um, was just how open-minded our farming community was to these learnings and to see 300 farmers, husbands and wives and sons and daughters all locked in, leaning into this, being vulnerable and sharing around it, but absolutely doing the work and trying it on. Um, I was just absolutely blown away by our community. Sam Johnson, um, how was it for you being in a room with so many really positive, really proactive, really engaged, courageous uh, farming families? Just um, inspiring, mate. It's it's why we do what we do at Farm Owners Academy. I just, I truly believe everyone who is in that room is going to create their freedom farm and um, you know, just the the level that they turned up at. You know, we talked about if you put 100% in, you'll get 100% out. And everyone who was there over that three days put 100% in. You know, there's we had people who had never done yoga before doing yoga. You know, 250 farmers doing yoga showed up for yoga on the first day of the retreat. Just just incredible, like you know, the openness and willingness of this community to learn. And be you know try new things on and and just be okay that not everything that they they take on is going to be right for them right now. But um, but if they if they look at it 
see how it fits for their business, um, you know, and, and apply what they've learned, they're going to get some big changes. Thanks, Sam. Westy, how was it for you being, you know, we, we haven't been able to get our community together as often as we'd like given COVID, but how special was it having everyone locked in at a retreat for three days and um, getting them together again? How, how significant was that for oh, you? Absolutely incredible, Hutch. Um, yeah, just just buzzing, I suppose, and, and just to be a part of that is incredible. Just to see the smiles and at the end of the day, everything is about fulfilment. We want to be fulfilled and everyone was just excited and, and happy and, and feeling really, really good. So um, there's not too many places that I've ever seen where you can go and spend time with people at that higher level frequency, I suppose. Everyone's feeling good. Everyone's excited. Everyone wants to achieve. Um, and then that gives people the the um, confidence to be vulnerable and, and share those bits and pieces of their life. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's got some stuff inside that they need to get out. And um, to be able to share that with, with the broader community is is incredible. And, and for everyone to run away with confidence. Confidence is, if, if you can be confident in life, you're just going to have an absolute ball. So just amazing to see so many people willing to, to dive right in to, to find that, that life that they want to live. Sam Pincott, you talked about just how important it is to have the right people around you so that you can achieve results in business. How important is it for our members to, to turn up and be surrounded by other like-minded, really positive farming families? Oh, it's just so important, Hutch. I think, yeah, there's a lot of ego in agriculture and I've certainly seen a lot of ego um, in the past, but to see people um, leave that ego at the door and just walk in and show true vulnerability, you know, the level of emotions that were coming out of both men and women um, over the three days, um, yeah, is absolutely amazing. So I just, yeah, I think it's um, really impressive that people can just, um, they just accept it for what it was and, and go back to 100%. Thanks, Sam. I find it quite amazing that we're talking about energy and the law of attraction and those things. Just for the record, that's my Labrador snoring under my desk. It's not me. <laughs> can't hear it. Good. I'm glad you can't hear it. I certainly can. I'm trying to be upbeat and positive and I've got snoring happening in the background. Hopefully it's not our listeners snoring, Hutch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, Hutch, I love that, that quote of um, or that concept of if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. And when you can, when you understand that we, we need to make changes, we need to be open. Um, and if, if, if you rip in and, and dive into that far out, there's an incredible life full of f- fulfilment ahead of everyone. Westy, it's such a key point, mate. And we all, I think what, we, what normally happens with that is that we go about trying to change what's out there. You know, we're not happy with what's turning up in our lives or the results we're getting. So we go and upgrade the tractor or we go and put a fence in or, you know, we sack someone and go and get someone else thinking that that's going to solve our problems. I also love that the focus, the first focus of this program is, is on for things to change in my life first, I must change. You know, we've got to stop trying to fix everything out there. And, and stop trying to change things that are in our reality, but actually stop and just check in on the stuff that's going on, you know, between my ears and make changes there and that if we do that, then everything out there will change accordingly. It's amazing. So just, 
just to round out, guys, what was your key? I got to sit in this conference and I got a massive distinction that when I set an intention, what I've been doing is kind of throwing it out there. Um, a mentor of mine talked about the fact that we all have access to the ocean of abundance, that we've all got access to infinite wisdom and infinite wealth if we learn how to tap into it. But the, the distinction that I got was that if I set an intention or create a desire statement of what I want in life, that I can just drop that into the ocean of abundance, let it go and trust that it can turn up in my lap. So I got a distinction around how to set an intention, how to let it go at a whole nother level. Sam Johnson, what was your sort of key takeaway that you've um, gleaned from that conference that um, can see you make meaningful change in your reality? Just another a great check-in around resistance, Hutch, and, you know, just looking at where we might be resisting in our lives and, you know, all, all suffering or whenever we're suffering or, or um, you know, not enjoying something, it's because we're resisting things being different from where they are now to how we'd like them to be and just being okay with things being how they are is is um, removes all that suffering. So that, that was a key takeout for me just to check in on that um, again. Uh, and just get back to focusing on being present and, and happy and, and enjoying the moment. So, Sam, on that, if someone's listening to this podcast and they've spent a whole lot of their life striving and trying to force results and being frustrated with their current reality because it's not perhaps where they expected they'd be, um, what, would you, what would your comment or your advice even be to them? Um, well, I guess my advice would be if we're just trying to always chase the goal, that moment of happiness lasts for, you know, 30 seconds or as long as you celebrate achievement of the goal for. But normally what happens if you're that kind of person, and I was one of those people, um, you, you know, you get to the goal and you're already setting the next one. Um, so you're never happy. Like you're always just chasing the next thing. You're not, you're not grateful for what you've got now. So um, just letting go of that resistance and and um, you know pushing for the next thing all the time, and just being clear on what it is that you want. Um, but being okay if you don't get it is the thing that leads us to have true happiness. So I think that that for me would be my suggestion is that you know just try this on, try this stuff out. Um, be okay with not pushing as hard and not pushing all of the time. Doesn't mean you can't have big goals and doesn't mean you can't have big dreams and doesn't mean you can't want things to be different to how they are, but just be okay that if that doesn't come off, you'll still be happy. Mm. And you mentioned before we've got to slow down sometimes to speed up and to slow down and find real appreciation and real gratitude for what is in our lives can be the thing that can allow us to move forward perhaps on a higher, higher vibration high frequency. Absolutely. Thanks, Sam Johnson. Sam Pincott, what was your sort of key personal takeaway from the conference that um, you're a way to integrate into your life? Um, Oh, geez, Hutch, where do I I start really? Um, The notion of the desire statement that we created out of our list of what we're not happy with right now, um, that's really important um, document for me now to to build on and, and constantly refer back to. Um, but it's really just that we attract what we want and we attract what we don't want. So just let's make sure that the, the mind's on the right side of that ledger. 
Um, and I'd have to say this morning, which we've done the last couple of mornings, driving to the bus stop with our 13, with our 13 year old girl, we both um, set our intention and, and talked about that for the day and what that looks like. And if that's one change we make, then um, that's going to, it's going to be great for us and, and for the kids if they're built up, brought up in that environment too. Yeah, wonderful. What an amazing thing to be sharing with your kids, Sam. Um, incredible. Thank you. Westy, what was your number one take home? Yeah, I guess it all just comes back to feeling. How, how and, and just to that question around, how does this make me feel? So when you're out uh, on the farm, you might be trying to string up a fence that keeps breaking or, or whatever it might be. It's just understanding your emotions and con- controlling your emotions. So I think it's just so important just to, to keep checking in um, and, and like a meditation, we, we did do a little meditation and, um, and it's, it's a different concept for a lot of people when coming out the back of that, a lot of the, our farmers were saying that they couldn't, they couldn't stop thinking. Their minds were racing, their minds were racing, which, which means they need to do more of it to slow, that, to slow all that down. Um, but like a meditation over time, you can, those thoughts, the, the gaps between the thoughts get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that we can do that as well on the farms with our, with our emotions. So just checking in. If, you, if you're frustrated in the sheep yards or under, under the tractor trying to service, get the oil filter off or whatever it might be, it can be, can be frustrating. But just it, having the awareness of that, just saying, you know what, this is, I'm, I'm feeling frustrated. Take a breather. Go do another job, whatever, whatever it might be. But just be aware of, of emotions and, and feelings. And that's something I'm going to take home and keep working on um, because – it, it, it snowballs, it compounds as well. So um, I love that the, the, the links, the, um, it is the, the Power by Rhonda Byrne. It's an audio book or a book. And in there, they talk about if you smile at one person as you walk past them in the street or if you make one other person feel good, then they go make someone else feel good. They smile at the next person and that compounds and all that comes back. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a pretty amazing concept when, um, when you understand and are open to it. I think Oprah said it well, Westy, that I own the energy I bring to this space. And it links back to a comment that Sam Johnson made about turning up to your family and your team in the right headspace. Um, but, you know, if we can, even those frustrating moments under the track, whatever, if we can just stop and be conscious rather than subconscious of our emotions and our moods and, you know, we can control those and change them and as a result that ripple effect can be positive um, out into our realities rather than anything else. Absolutely, we ch- we choose how we feel. We if we if we uh, if we have an argument with our with our spouse or with our dad or our brother, we can choose to be the victim, or we can choose we can, so and we can choose to go down that negative spiral, or we can choose to to stay positive and, and keep that emotion up. I suppose so. Yeah, everything everything's a choice. Every every feeling is a choice. You get to choose your, your life. Just check the clock, guys, and I realise that we've all got to make tracks to our next meeting. Hey, I'm just in finishing, um, and to those of our members that are listening, thank you for just being absolutely incredible participants of what I think is a truly game-changing conference for so many farming families. To our graduates who got to graduate um, on that Thursday night up there, I just want to say congratulations for your successes over the last three years on our program. We're delighted to have you now rolling into our alumni and to our award winners, um, you know, those five or six families that have blown it out of the park and um, received accolades at our awards ceremony. Just congratulations 
um, from all of us to you on your achievements. It's inspiring those around you in our community. So, guys, thank you for your time. Um, really appreciate you guys all being online for a bit of a debrief to shoot the breeze on the back of an amazing conference. Um, really appreciate your time, guys. Thanks, Hutch. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Hutch. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. All the best for this next fortnight. Have a great, um, have a ne great next week or two, and we'll look forward to checking in again for our next episode of Profitable Farmer. Take care. Thank you, and bye for now.